L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome back to another episode of Friends with Marketing Benefits. I'm one of your hosts, Logan Schultz. I'm your other host, Brody White. Hi, Brody. How's it going? Oh, it's going so well. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, we're having a good time. We're sitting here. We're enjoying some beer, and we're about to talk to another friend of ours who has some marketing benefits to share. But before we do, I want to make sure you know that this podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, go to LAS Podcast Network. Dot com. This show comes out every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. I have to remind myself, and I'm reminding you now, this show used to be weekly. Right now, it's every other week. And who knows where the future's going to take us, all right? Every Tw- single day. <laughs> okay, that's a bit ambitious. I don't have nearly that many friends who'd be out <laughs> so quick. <laughs> show just ends. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. You're making some new ones. Uh, tonight, even. Hey, Thank goodness. You're making some new ones. Um, and hey, if you like this show, if you enjoy this um, lovely banter that we have at the beginning of these shows, uh, consider supporting by subscribing to LAS+. Plus. It's just $10 a month. You support all of the podcasts on our network, which is, um, I guess, 16, 17 podcasts right now on our little independent network. Uh, you get ad-free versions of all those shows, bonus episodes every single month, discounts at live events that we're doing every single month. We've got some to announce. If we haven't announced them already, check out the website. There's some coming soon. Uh, so yeah, LAS Plus, it's super awesome, just $10 a month, and you're supporting local creators and local businesses while you do it. For more information, laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. I think that's it. I don't think we have any other housekeeping stuff to chat about right now. I don't think so. So let's not beat around the bush any longer. Not one more second. Because I want to talk about this beer that we're drinking. That's really the most important thing in the room, <laughs> is the beer. Oh, and also our guest. Oh, hi. Hey. Who did bring us the beer for being who brought? Fair? Who brought You're the beer? Welcome. Uh, hey, our guest is Zach Schledetsky. None hi, other than. He pronounced it right, too. I had, yes. So you and I have been friends for a few years now. Absolutely. Uh, we became friends doing leadership for five seasons. And I remember actively making sure that I got your name right. That was okay. important. I appreciate that. Do a lot of people mess up your name? Everyone messes up my name. Yeah, how, do you, how would you not? What do you mean uh, do a lot of? <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what's so funny is uh, when I'm like talking to a clerk at a store or something like that, I'll be like, um, uh, it's it's the long S name or if I'm like getting my tab or something. Oh, really? And then some recently two people have s- said to me, did you say long ass name? <laughs> I was like, well, yes, but that's not what I meant. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah. Anyway, it's a long ass name. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, you are a senior copywriter. I am. With UFG Insurance right now. Yes. Um, which is what brought you to the table, but you are a uh, asset to our community in a number of different ways. So uh-huh. I'm excited to chat with you about who you are and your story, the things you're working on, and specifically uh, your thoughts on uh, digital marketing and content specifically. So we're going to dive into that. Um, and let's start at the beginning which is this beer, okay? Because I keep teasing it. So <laughs> what is this beer that we're drinking? Because it's really good. Boy, is this a fun beer. Um, and I mean, this is like a marketing thing, right? Look at this can. If I can describe it to the listeners. Yeah. It has a bunch of uh, sort of vegetables. They're kind of happy on it. They're standing in a row. Um, the name of the beer is Extra Jardinier. Uh That is a, oh gosh, what would you call that? It's like a, it's not a sauce. It's, it's a, almost a fermented, right? Yeah, it's like a side, like a topping. It's a topping. It's like it is like sandwich, a, a sandwich topping. Sure. It's like a yeah, but uh, it's like chunks of vegetables and spicy peppers and and stuff, right? For sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fermented, I believe. And yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's a wonderfully designed can. It's bright yellow. Uh, it is an IPA. We all love IPAs. I mean, um, but yeah, it's so good. This this uh this brand. Also, always has such good designs on all their cans and i mean especially when you think about like the options that you have in a beer store liquor aisle for example mm-hmm. limitless yeah nowadays yeah. so 
yeah, love the design. Got to support them. So Definitely. is that the reason why you found that beer? Was it based off the design or, or what was it? So I heard that they that this brewery, it's called Hop Butcher. Definitely need to give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, heard that they were a really good IPA brewery. And then I saw their cans and I'm like, I need to have these. I need to have these beers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's funny to say need and beers. But uh, yeah, so, you know, this is just this is just one example. I mean, they come out with two or three pretty much every week even. Yeah. And it's oh. super good stuff. That's awesome. I was just wondering because, I mean, you've already talked about presentation and, mm-hmm. and content and, and all the things just around the beer that you have brought us. Thank you for bringing us a treat, by the yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I just think that's interesting, like what drew you to it. So um, mm-hmm. the word of mouth referral, also very valuable, right? Absolutely. That's great. Um, let's dive into you and yeah. who you are. And I'm going to start in a difficult spot, which is who are you? How do you describe yourself to people when Boy. you... If you had to kind of boil yourself down into something. That's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of how people would describe me, I guess. Mm, mm-hmm. um, Market yourself. Fun, fun loving. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> outgoing. Um, I think all of those things are true. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably true. I would hope they des- would describe me as creative. Um, I think dedicated. Uh, I've heard my wife's brother describe, describe me as gregarious. Ooh, that's interesting. Great word. Yeah. Uh, does your job title come up when you describe yourself? Uh, no, for sure. Right. I, su- I suppose I'm a true creative. Love that. <laughs> but do you feel like a true creative? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you, when, when we first met, you were still doing a lot of improv work. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked a little bit about some of the videos that you've made oh, for, yeah. for a gas station. We'll get to that in just a little bit, I'm sure. Um, but you are a fairly creative person. Yeah, I I almost need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to do it. I want to, <clears throat> you know, I, I actually was thinking about this lately. Um, I was having coffee with a friend, and I think they out- asked me almost a similar question in terms of, like, who are you, but, like, what do you want to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, like, I want to do things that makes people smile, mm. right? Yeah. And I've kind of always been that way. I mean, I'm kind of, you know, was dubbed, like, funny guy in school mm-hmm. and everything and growing up and this seems almost like a continuation of that is I love marketing. I'm super passionate about marketing. I really couldn't see myself doing anything else, mm-hmm. but what can I be doing to, to essentially do that, to create content that makes people happy? Yeah. You know, that makes them smile. Um, hopefully makes them laugh. Uh, maybe makes them cry. Uh, <laughs> feel something though. Feel, I mean, yeah. Evoke mm-hmm. a response. Absolutely. That makes sense. Is that, and you mentioned, that's something that's been with you for a long time, even since you were young. Do you feel like that comes from somewhere? Is that a, f- a family thing? Did your hmm. do you have parents that influence that, or yeah, that's a teachers that influence that? Um, you're very good at questions. Uh, I, it's the beer. It's, it's really it's, coming out. It's, it's, it's all this jardinera <laughs> we're taking in. Uh, yeah, you know, I think, I think so. I mean, I think that um, everyone has a unique upbringing. Mm-hmm. I'm getting real deep here for a second. Yeah, do it. And I think that my mom maybe unintentionally, maybe intentionally, sort of just exposed me to things that were much different than other people were exposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, um, boy, I didn't think I was going to come on a marketing podcast and talk about <laughs> how I grew up listening to Prince, but I grew up listening to Prince. <laughs> yeah. And not everyone grows up listening to Prince. Um, and so I think like, I almost think inherently little things like that in my life sort of just played a role in getting me to sort of where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doing tons of, uh, like I always used to love art class, mm-hmm. love drawing. I'm not a good drawer, yeah. <laughs> but I guess my parents thought I was a good one when I was five. Uh, but yeah, sort of little things like that, I think just sort of helped play a role in getting me to this point where I've become sort of passionate about creating things that make people smile. Yeah. That makes total sense to me. And and so the reason why I bring it up, and Brody, I want you to jump in here if you have mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, if we're going to talk about content, which mm-hmm. is a, a buzzy word right now, right? Everything is content. We've got videos and images and graphics and everything on social media. We're getting inundated with content all the time. If we're going to talk about content and content creators mm-hmm. and creatives, the things that we make come from somewhere, Right. So I fundamentally believe that even if the content that you make for yourself or for, you know, other businesses, if you're, you know, contracted out or freelancing or whether it's UFG, whoever you're working for, um, that 
all is informed by you listening to Prince when you were growing up, right? Like I think those things align. And so taking a minute to get a sense of, of who you were when you were younger and where you come from and the things that have inspired you, that matters because that influences what you make now, right? And so when you're thinking about the content that your business is going to put out mm -hmm. uh, or your project is going to put out, when you think about what the uh, unified vision and vibe and brand is that you're going to output as a team or as an organization that comes inherently from who you are as a person. And to do so uh, against that, that inauthentic feel, is when your audience picks up on that. Yeah, you can't or shouldn't try to separate yourself completely from your work. You have to bring yourself to your work. Mm -hmm. And even those things, like we said, listening to Prince when you're little, everything from growing up, becoming who you are, totally has to be part of what you're doing and what you're creating, hopefully, whatever that is, whatever work you're doing. There's a reason why uh, the A in LAS stands for authentic for us, right? Love it. Um, because we are who we are, and so what we create inherently comes from us. You know, that's one of the things that our producer, Alex, um, who I guess is outside the room we haven't said hi to yet. Hi, Alex. Hi. There uh, he is. Does so well. Like, you just exude authenticity in the things that you create. Uh, we were talking about this for the recording we just did for a different show, Logan, for uh, uh, Historically Inaccurate. That's right. You and I were agreeing to disagree about a moment that we had because I thought it was fun that it was authentic. I called you out for faking that you were listening to Jake. <laughs> and, yeah. and you were like, no, way to call me out. I was like, but we're authentic. Well, sure, but authentic doesn't just mean like raw. Like sometimes you need to trim the fad and make something presentable and good. We all right. have different ideas of what authenticity nah. is sometimes. I like, I like Valid. the fat. And, and it's the that's, best part. So that's kind of what I'm talking about though, right? Is you and I are, are content creators in that situation. Mm -hmm. But because of who we are inherently, the places that we've come from, the experiences that we have, the creators that we are, we have two different visions on what that could be. So yep. if you hand two people a camera and point them at the same thing, they're going to give you two different things. See, right? and I love that. And that's something even that we're talking about a lot at work right now Yeah, is maybe we should be doing more things like that, right? We have a, so we sort of function as a creative team, um, like as an in-house agency. Mm -hmm. But for example, maybe we should <clears throat> be, we maybe we should have multiple people sort of doing the same task even if it's doubling up a little bit on, um, you know, time or something like that, mm -hmm. it'd be unique to see what this person creates versus what this person creates, understanding that we both know the brand, we know the voice, right? We know the audience, mm -hmm. but we're two different people. Right. Yeah. You know, um, so it, it's just interesting you talk about that. I think it's a good idea. Definitely. You know, creative exercise, essentially. Okay. So you are listening to Prince. Um, <laughs> Your, your when, when doves cry. I mean, it has to be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're, talking, we're getting in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's say you're you're wrapping up high school, hmm. and you're about to go to college. Yep. Where's your headed at that point? Do you know you want to go to college? Do you know what you want to go for? Sure. Like, where Where are you at in your your professional development process? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely wanted to go to college. Um, you know, applied to Iowa, got into Iowa. Mm -hmm. From there, it was. <clears throat> okay, I should probably get a business degree because society, I guess, was making me think that I should get a business degree. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I relate to that. I, I mean, that. I'm sure, every, you know, most, yeah. at least most people that get a business degree probably. Yeah. Think As that. a theater think major, that. I get it. Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> should go. have gotten a business degree. Fine. Well, yeah. Eh, here hey. we are. Right. Oh. Okay. I love this song. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better. If we could get a feed of the movie Purple Rain going then as well, maybe that. Uh, there you go. Oh, man. R quick side note again. I could also pull up some Dave Chappelle <laughs> if we want some prints. Yeah, want some pancakes. The real prints. Oh, there you go. Um, Game. I really love. Um, was it Justin Timberlake? Did the halftime show at Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. He yes. did a whole Prince tribute. Like That was oh, awesome. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that before or after? Prince, uh, Prince has done the well halftime after. show too. Well, the, uh, well right. Well, right. But right. Malfunction. I mean, uh, well after this was just a few years ago. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, they had the whole hologram and uh, Prince also did a halftime show not too long ago. Yeah, 
Yeah, like five, six years ago. It was it was so recent. His signature guitar, I think, that is the stage oh, that he performed on. It, it was, yeah. And the funniest, most not, I guess not. It was just such an epic Prince moment because he's so um, unapologetically sexual. Yeah, is that they put up a big curtain and then they had a shadow, so that you couldn't you couldn't see Prince. You could only see his his big shadow. And he took the guitar <laughs> and put it in a place that just looked very. Um, uh, phallic. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a great word. Yeah. yeah. Word, and, and, uh, it was just, it was like, oh, he's getting away with murder right now. This is great. It, I mean, Prince is doing Prince things. Exactly. That's what it yeah. sounds like. Right. Yeah. 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 I think Prince did the halftime show in 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it has years ago. not been that long. Yeah. Time flies, man. Yeah. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. Colts won. It's a good year. Oh my God. Oh, Peyton. that was against the bears. Yikes. Yeah. It was that year. We were just talking about that game actually. Oh, <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) thank you for bringing us some prints. Appreciate it. Talk about content for the record. Content. Um, Um, But anyway, business degree. I'm a young chap. Uh, No. So I, um, like I said, knew I wanted to do something in business. Knew I wanted to do something that allowed me to be creative. Yep. Immediately also thought in conjunction with that, boy, I don't want to do anything with numbers. Okay. So there goes accounting and finance out you the window. You didn't want to do creative numbers? Uh, th- that's I, a major, right? I mean, <laughs> at I'm, 19 I'm years old, I would, creative numbers. I majored yeah. in creative numbers. <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> coloring seven. them in. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love that. That's great. Yeah. I didn't do well in school. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, were you, um, quote unquote, making content at that point? Like, were you making YouTube videos or no. anything like that? Um, boy, let's let's take a step back to 2006. I bought a Sony digital camera. Okay. Um, really just to take pictures of the stupid things my friends and I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no, you know, there's no, I, I guess I, maybe I was too young and dumb to be thinking about that then. Sure. Right. Um, I mean, it wasn't really even barely a thing then, especially for sure. like, the I remember way that it can be for young people now. Oh, for sure. And I remember when I, I got invited to Facebook mm-hmm. and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So. I'm gonna say, I was like, I don't think you're planning your content for MySpace. Yeah, I didn't have a content calendar going yet, or anything, <laughs> yeah, right. or anything like that. Well, and I think that the term content can be broken down a little bit sure. into something sure. more vague. Like I remember when I was younger, um, I made stop motion films with Legos or brick films, is what they called them. Yeah, on the internet. <laughs> I'm very cool, Brody. Stick with me. Um, <laughs> but to me, that was content. Yeah, right. Like I was making. A thing that would be shared outwardly with the world. Sure. Yeah. Right. Even if it um, wasn't shared, it's still content. Right. Sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of, yeah. of create. I mean, if a tree falls in the woods, if, if you don't share your content, is right. it really content? If a tree right. falls in the woods and no one likes it on Instagram, is it still content? <laughs> you know, I feel like a lot of people make things that they don't share almost as a, I'm just kind of doing this for me. Yeah. You know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, didn't want to do anything with numbers. Decided to get a marketing degree. The funny thing about that is putting it on its head in 2021 is you have to understand numbers. You have to understand metrics, how to analyze, you know, things like that now, especially mm-hmm. as a good digital marketer, if you if you want to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, but something else this is making me think of is I, I think this helped me too. Um, my freshman year, I had a random roommate. He was from Sioux City, Iowa, and he became a film uh, major. Mm-hmm. So he made movies. So I got to be or star in a few of his little movies, yeah. like for classes. And I mean, that was just so fun. And of course, we would just make, again, silly, dumb things that weren't ever going to be in a class, but we thought they were funny. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> we made a uh, something called the P movie. And uh, this was him and I talking, um, talking about a party in our room. And then I all of a sudden have an uncontrollable peeing problem. And so he grabs a cup and tries to essentially not let it hit the floor. And I'm using like a, a water bottle, like a squirt bottle. So we got like an under the leg shot of me squirting water down <laughs> at him. So I'm, you know, yeah, really yeah. getting into our uh, creativity at that point. Hey, uh, content does not have to be highbrow. All right. right. Sure. That's right. Okay. So you're, so you're making, you have made content at this point. You're doing sure. some things, even if it's collaborative with somebody else. Yep, right. Absolutely. Um, but that's great. So you get this business degree. Uh, yeah, get this business degree, uh, think, uh, nonstop about moving to Chicago. Think, wow, it'd be Mm -hmm. cool to be a copywriter for the next 
TV, you know, Coca-Cola ad on yeah. TV or something like that. Uh, and that it, is writing specifically something that you're passionate about? It is, yeah. Uh, also a thing from college. I honestly was never, I still don't consider myself a good a good writer. That's okay. kind of interesting as a senior copywriter. That is yeah. interesting. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of great writers in my marketing career. Mm-hmm. I am not. Like I, I know multiple people I've worked with that are just far better writers than I am. Mm. I view myself almost as more of like an idea writer. Okay, if that makes yeah, sense. Definitely. So, um, but I needed to. I wanted to get into business school, and I needed to take a summer class and get a good enough grade to get in it. And that summer class ended up being creative writing, and I got an A minus, and I I got into business school, nice. which is where I attribute all my success from today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <There> but <you laughs> uh, that that was the turn, that's right? That's knew. the turning point. Um, that A minus. Yeah, that A minus. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, no, so. Um, yeah, but no, I, I enjoy writing. I enjoy thinking about the idea. I enjoy the ideation process. You know, um, I love brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Those are all right in my wheelhouse. It, not that way for a lot of people, even mm-hmm. a lot of people in marketing, but that's what I really enjoy. And as you're in school going through that process, you know, starting to get into business school, taking classes, did you start to realize that you loved that creative process? You loved the idea writing portion of it did you realize it really early on did you not realize it until after school when you started to get into the workforce what kind of started to help direct you towards that do you think yeah I think um boy that's a good question too I mean I think that it was in school when I realized I like I like coming up with ideas (laughs) um I don't think that I always came up with good ideas but I liked even trying to come up with something whether or not it was good Mm -hmm. um yeah and that that just sort of I guess that sort of helped propel me to the next steps and things of that nature. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So business school, mm-hmm. and then you step out of that and into the workforce. Yes. Right. You graduate A minus average, just <laughs> right. something like writing, that. <laughs> push straight through. Sure. Then what? Uh, so then I um, wanted to get a marketing job, couldn't find one, decided I'm way too scared to move to Chicago by myself. Yeah. Um, I'm an Iowa homer. I love Cedar Rapids. It's a great city. Are you from? I was born and raised here. Yep. Got it. Yep. Nice. Uh, I always tell people living in Iowa makes me love traveling. Yeah. But I so love living in Iowa. Sure. Correct. That's why I moved back. There you go. So. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Marketing for Iowa. Hey. Right. Anybody can afford it. <laughs> That's the tagline. As soon right. as you cross I-80 uh, on the Mississippi River. It's a very authentic take yeah. for <laughs> Iowa. We're still right. pushing authenticity all the time. That's right. It's our brand. Nebraska's is, it's a good er, uh, a good life, I think is Nebraska's I was going to say, it's good enough. Like slogan, yeah. And I don't think that's too authentic. <laughs> but, uh, that's for another time. Sure. Um, anyway, so wanted to find a marketing job. Couldn't. Ended up getting on board uh, in a customer service call center position at Nordstrom for Nordstrom.com. Um, highly recommend anyone to have a customer service position in their life. I think it's it's going to be the part of the rest of your life, even personally, yeah. professionally, anything like that, internally, mm-hmm. externally at a company. Um, so did that, learned that Nordstrom then had copywriters on site and like a team of copywriters here in Cedar Rapids, actually, mm-hmm. that wrote product descriptions uh, for the products. So basically, as soon as I could, as soon as an opening happened there, I applied for it. I ended up getting it. Um, so that was kind of fun. So then that was me with essentially not much writing experience at all, working with a team of copywriters, most all of which were MFA graduates from Iowa. Yeah. So Casual. writers workshop people. So these oh, are yeah. really good yeah. writers. Mm-hmm. Like great writers. Very good. <laughs> we haven't really talked about that, but Iowa is known right through the, absolutely. I, uh, the writer's workshop yeah. as being a world renowned. Pl- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So that, how did that feel? Was that intimidating? Was, but was that empowering? What is that uh, experience in- for you? Intimidating, uh, nerve wracking, maybe like some imposter syndrome type of thing. Sure. How did I totally. get this job? If these people who are technically maybe some of the best writers in America are doing this, mm. you know, we're all in this little, uh, I don't even want to say office. We're all in this little, back corner room of a, you know, warehouse doing this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of an odd feeling, but sort of helped me learn a lot as well, right? Sure. A lot yeah. of proofing, um, a lot of learning that in that position. Um, my claim to fame in that position. 
is I wrote a product description for a Titanic-shaped gravy boat. What? As you do. As mm-hmm. one does. Uh, I have that at home. My friend's mom, I told everyone in my life about this. Mm-hmm. It became like my my thing. Mm-hmm. And so she actually bought it for me. It was $55. The gravy <laughs> boat? Yeah. It's a f- $55 gravy boat from Nordstrom.com. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, that was pretty fun. But okay. yeah, great gig. You might yeah. be able to find it online still. I have found the images of it. It is legit the Titanic. It's the as Titanic. It shows a little, as a gravy little bit of a what? iceberg on the side of it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it has a little. You're correct. Yep. What a niche idea for sure. <laughs> like, just gonna really decimate those mashed potatoes. Do you remember what the opening line was for your write up? Because I want to know if what I found is actually it, Logan. Of course I remember. I believe it. I, was gonna, I was assuming you were going to say you had it like printed out and framed your actual like Boy, description. Should. But no, you have the actual gravy boat. <laughs> I do have the actual gravy boat. God bless. I don't actually remember how it technically opened. I knew I wrote something about a potato berg. Okay, then yes, this is what you wrote. Yes. Uh, you wrote, hold on if I can get this to load. Um, oh, the internet. There's no need to abandon ship or the dinner table, when your porcelain Titanic-shaped gravy boat is headed straight for a potato berg. Loaded through the removable top and poured through the hull, this vessel is the perfect way to bring your holiday meals together so they're not a disaster. Too soon? (laughs) You can hear Alex (laughs) laughing out in the booth. I was not expecting the too soon. That got me too. (laughs) So the especially funny part about that is that um, like I said, we had like copy editors mm-hmm. and so they loved it, but then they removed the too soon part. Oh. But then I knew how to go back in the system and add the too soon back as soon as it was published online. <laughs> oh, is that what you did? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good story. That was pretty fun. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on that <laughs> particular <laughs> project. <laughs> I tell people it's going to be on my grave. Oh. Actually, here lies the creator Your Titanic of the Titanic shaped tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. Yep. All right. And uh, and then what happens? Then where do you go from Nordstrom? So, I mean, where, you know, the world is my oyster at that point after. Yeah, it's all it. downhill from there after that amazing start. What else could you? It is. Are um, you feeling pretty good at that point? How long were you in that position? Uh, I was in, I probably was in that position for three or four years. Okay. So awesome. a while, um, you know. As I guess things sort of do, it got a little stale, maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, I knew, you know, I learned so much about copywriting. I had did some other writing projects for Nordstrom.com, some blogs and things like that. Yep. So I started to expand, and I thought I wanted to get like what I call more of a more of an overall marketing job, where I'm not necessarily just writing, where I can be do- doing other things, maybe learning more about email marketing or uh, managing social media accounts, which is I had at that point done in, as a freelance project in the past. Got it. So got connected um, with a, a good, a really good team, great guy leading a company called Telefarm that was based mm-hmm. out of Iowa City. They're like a, a great startup story out of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, the company was acquired about a half year after I joined by Cardinal Health, which is a big pharmaceutical distributor yeah, um, yeah based huge. out of Ohio. So they're typically on 60 Minutes for not good things, but... That's, sure. That's the way it is, I guess. Um, so yeah, there. That was that was a really good job. I learned so much in that position. Um, I reported to the director of marketing. I was a marketing communication specialist. So the two of us there were the marketing department, and I was hired as they signed a contract with HubSpot. Oh. So I don't know if you've used HubSpot before. It's oh, a yeah. phenomenal yeah. tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. It's so easy to use, and it really it's like having another person almost. Yeah, you can actually download it even personally for free for yourself. I have like my own personal HubSpot account Love that it. I just like put information into for people. Yeah, it's a great service. You should look into. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sponsor us, HubSpot, please. Please, there you yeah. go. <laughs> HubSpot knows what they're doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was really fun. Got to learn that and do that. Um, I was at Telefarm for about two years. Okay, that was good and interesting in the sense of you know this was a twelve-person startup where we can kind of do whatever we want. You know without um, people watching over our back or anything like that, I guess. Yeah. And then we moved into the world of like corporate life, right? After we were acquired. Right. So that transition was just, again, a great thing to be a part of, a great thing to learn from um, and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what. I know that you have more story to share. Sure. And I also know that we have a lot to talk about, about content in particular. I want to talk to you about your um, unique experience as a gas station influencer. Yes. Um, I want to talk to you a bit about what you're, you're teaching now because you are somebody who's sharing information about content development and digital marketing with sure. others at this point. So I want to dive into that as well and, uh, and some other fun things. But we have to take a quick break. So let's check in with some sponsors. And when we come back, we'll get more of the story from Zach Sladetsky. So we'll be back with you, dear listener, in, I don't know, maybe one moment. Brody, it's been really exciting to run this podcast with you and the LAS startup with you, but I'm kind of stressed out. Yeah, why is that? What's well, wrong? It's just stressful to start a business. The, the financial aspects of all of it, it's it's tough to navigate. I wish that we had learned more about this when we were in school. If only there were an opportunity that taught you things like financial literacy and where does that decimal actually go? <laughs> oh, well, hey, good news. Junior Achievement reached out to us and they're doing great things for the young people in our community and they're working with with classes K through 12 on a variety of different topics such as entrepreneurship and career readiness and financial literacy. But they need more volunteers and the Friends with Marketing Benefits audience is the perfect fit to volunteer with Junior Achievement. Yeah, their programs are already pre-packaged. They have all the information that those mentors and volunteers need to go in and be successful. They have opportunities in K to 12 classrooms and they don't have to make the planning. They just show up in a classroom and they get to teach the already pre-made class and all the kids get to learn everything on financial literacy. It's super easy to get started as well, right? You just click that link in the description of this podcast episode or go to engage.ja.org for more information. They make it as easy as possible to get involved. It's great. I'm super excited about it. And uh, yeah, Friends of Marketing Benefits audience, give them a call, engage.ja.org. Let's do something great for our community together. Welcome on back to Friends with Marketing Benefits. I'm Logan. I'm Brody. And we're talking with Zach Schledetsky, a senior copywriter over at UFG Insurance and also content creator and creative person and just just so lovable. Hi. Hi. Prince, Prince lover. Prince lover. An all-around uh, gem. <laughs> all-around gem. Um, when we left off in your story, because that's how this works, we're going to walk through your story and, and pull sure. fun conversation uh, around marketing out of that um when we left off in your story you had your the business you're working for had just been acquired mm-hmm. right and where do you end up from there sure yeah so um at that time uh telefarm is located in iowa city mm-hmm. the commute just wasn't working for me anymore so i wanted to look for something new uh i heard i knew of tax act um i believe i'd used their software a couple of years ago just to do my own taxes and then kind of had a connection, uh, applied for a gig, and then started as a social media specialist at Tax Act. Now that, <clears throat> you know, in my opinion, that is a company that not many people in Cedar Rapids or even Iowa know about, and it is such a cool company. Yeah. Um, I loved, I love, I mean, the product is good. You get to compete against TurboTax, who has $300 million to spend every tax season. Yeah, compete but, might sound generous. Right. <laughs> I mean, essentially, you know, we're looking for how can we up our, uh, you know, can we up our, yeah. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Footprint. Footprint, sort of slice of the pie, even a percentage, mm-hmm. like, right, like a percentage point. Um, but yeah, we, we got to do a lot of uh, really fun things. We had, you know, a large, a very large advertising budget, um, you know, approximately 50 million or so. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. And so I there got to run Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. That was my sole job. Mm-hmm. So so w- let me jump in here because when I met you, that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So we met doing leadership for five seasons uh, here in Cedar Rapids through the um, Metro Economic Alliance. And first off, I recommend that program to everybody. 100%. Loved it. Loved my time in that program. Uh, and loved meeting you and getting to know you. Yeah. And you and I talked quite a bit about um, social media advertising because that was at the forefront of your mind at that point. was like figuring out how do you allocate everything and how do you do X, Y, and Z and how do you measure return and, and um, constantly iterate and, and track those analytics. It was very interesting to talk to you about that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you're really kind of thinking about three things there. It's like we need to create content, mm-hmm. we need to distribute it, and then we need to analyze it. Right. So, 
sort of those three things are what I would say is anything in, in sort of content marketing. And I mean, social media ads, that's what that is. It's content marketing. Yeah. How can create, we can create content that people like that'll help them consider our brand. Um, you know, we need to get it out there. So how do we distribute it? And then also what is working? That's the analyzing part, right? Yep. How do we know what to create more of unless we look at the metrics, look at the numbers and understand what's working? Was that the first time that you were really working within content marketing at that level? Uh, at that level, absolutely. Yeah. I got to, you know, at, at Telefarm, I got to learn more about the whole marketing funnel, um, customer journeys, you know, sort of things like that. But then basically at Tax Act, I got to do everything in relation to social media ads on steroids. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just because of the, you know, spend that we had available, yep. um, the goals that we had, uh, things like that. Sure. Yeah. Did you have a hand in what the content was that you were putting out in the, for sure. in the creation process? Yep. So I, um, I was there for about two years. So, you know, so much of our, uh, so much of the livelihood at a company like that is literally tax season. Mm-hmm. So we're right. talking January to April, right? That's when everything happens. So the first season was more or less me sort of taking what was recommended by others, learning, understanding how to do it, understanding how to manage the campaigns. You know, it's a significant amount of campaigns. We'd be, in late January, spending like $50,000 a day. So how many campaigns should that be? How many audiences should that be? How many ads should that be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> from there, the second tax season was the really fun one, uh, especially for me, just because I knew what I was doing at that point. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I had sort of yeah. been there. I had done it. Now we can think about better content. We can think of, you know, what is the true way we're going to get people to our website? Um, if someone hasn't heard of our brand, like many hadn't, we can't just say, hey, do your taxes with taxact.com, okay? But can we say something like, uh, did you know that the child tax credit increased by $1,000 this year? Click here to learn more and read our blog, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sort of provide value to people through content, help them learn, educate them. Then we can retarget them with a different ad that says, by the way, we got 20% off this week if you want to do your taxes. Mm-hmm. So... That was sort of taking the things I learned from Telefarm with sort of that funnel marketing, right? Awareness, consider, consideration, decision, stage marketing, and applying it on a bigger scale Yeah, in terms yeah. of Facebook ads. I have a few questions that have come to me from that. Um, and this is where I want to really loop you in on this, Brody, because I'm going to ask you the question first, and then I'm going to ask uh, Zach, great. our content expert. Okay. okay. Um, but... You just talked. You've talked about ads and social media and, and the posts and the writing and all of it. If we zoom out, Brody, what is content? Like, what? How do you? It's a very broad term. Yeah. How do you define what content is? Do you have like an answer for yourself in that? I was about to reference the like. I don't know how to define it, but I know it when I see it. Mm, kind of. That's about pornography. Um, <laughs> But I think content which, is... Which is content? Goes full circle. You also right. sound like, Everything a, is like a fashion, high fashion company's creative director. There I don't go. know what good fashion is, but I know it when I see it. You know, something like that. I'm frequently confused for an <laughs> tour. So it's funny that you bring that up. He does like shoes. I like that any high-end fashion designer needs to have some sort of accent. Just like, I don't even know what the accent is, but it's kind of, just kind of a snooty accent. Something <laughs> vaguely Edna Mole from The Incredibles. Yes. Uh. Yes. But anyways, content. <laughs> I think content is anything that anyone takes in. It's not even specific to a certain kind of person or the people, the market that you're looking for. Content is anything that you take in. Okay. Again, still very vague. But right. Well, because absolutely. content is everything. It's like a really though. difficult thing to pin down. But yeah, do you have an answer for it, Zach? Sure. And I, I was just going to say I like that because it's it's essentially what you consume. Yeah. Um, that beer we were drinking earlier, mm-hmm. my water bottle, my shoes, it's all content. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they call them consumers. There we go. The more you know. That's right. The rainbow and the star. Content. Yeah, content. Which what? is also content. I was say, it's also right, content. yes. Right. Yeah. It is. All right. Well now we're getting into a bad place. <laughs> we're getting Look at all this. Look at all that. We're just gonna content. start naming content. 
Uh, I love that Alex just looked at me because I quoted a Vine. Yeah, I got, that. Just got, I got uh, that one too. Look at all them chickens. <laughs> so we were just talking about Vine also earlier today. <laughs> they were like, Vine. I think it was a Vine. I was like, it was definitely not a Vine. Ugh. It was within the last uh, 10 years. Rip oh. Vine. Let's, let's jump back. to the side really quick because we were talking about Vine and we were talking about TikTok over the break mm-hmm. and you brought up um, the term user-generated content, mm-hmm. right? Um, which Alex, if I may put you on the spot, you had never heard that term before. I've never heard of UGC, no. But you really love TikTok. I do, yeah. Uh, I spend all my toilet time on TikTok. And you shouldn't. He has a lot of toilet time. It, I've uh, heard about this. What? His bowels <laughs> are heard so how much irritable. <laughs> I was like, it is kind of a thing that people know. <laughs> but, Zach, did you really? But I think he's joking. But you, now I'm really curious. Your toilet time is the talk of the town. No, I'm just Your kidding. Legacy. <laughs> I, I didn't even know. I was just going with it. I was just creating content. Sure. Uh, I mean, you know, if I, if I had to describe myself, it'd be anxious, chaotic, and irritable bowel syndrome. So. <laughs> Top three describers. <laughs> right. Good. Uh, real quick, this UGC stuff. Yes. Just to, yeah, men- just to mention this, the um, uh, the Applebee's, Applebee's is running an ad currently that has that country singer who created that song that's become a TikTok sensation. Do you guys kind of know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, we're fancy down. like Applebee's It's not. He's got it. He's doing the dance and everything. Is that what it is? That's, that's yeah, what we're talking yeah. about. Oh. I was going to say, I what? didn't know that. I don't know anything about TikTok because I'm old. But I want to find it. I'll find it. But it's whole, a good song. So my point being is that that is UGC, right? That's user-generated content. Ah, yeah. Because there's sort of a dance that's been created, but then everyone does that dance to that song. Right. So then you have literally millions of videos being done by people. It's not by the brand. It's not by Applebee's. It's not yep. by you know anyone like that. Mm-hmm. So they're creating the content for you that is inevitably advertising for the brand. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's 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 brilliant in so many ways because you are engaging your audience directly um, in deeper, more impactful ways. We did also <laughs> miss the part where they say Applebee's, but it's there. Just it comes back promise. around. It comes back around. Let's listen to this whole song. We're going to take a moment. <laughs> I think it's right here. 30 seconds. Oh, he didn't say That's it. Walker Hayes and his daughter teaching the dance for his... Oh, that was a... No, but no, it wasn't... No, never yeah, mind that it, part. That was a news it. clip. We'll cut to Fox 28 in uh, yeah, Omaha, Nebraska. went to, yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, you took something that somebody created, mm-hmm. right? You capitalized on it for your brand. You empowered your audience and engaged them in a deeper, more effective way. And it created content for you to then turn around and put out back to that audience, right? Like, I... I you don't even have to get out of bed anymore. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's kind of like, that's what uh, influencer marketing is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? I mean, it's paid. Sure, right? You're paying someone to do it, but it's essentially just content generated by someone yeah. on behalf of the brand. Sure, absolutely. I mean, the power of hashtags, the power of trends on TikTok, like this is all really interesting stuff because it's all content that that brands can, can capitalize on. Um, I just, yeah, it's all fascinating to me at this point. So, you're at Tax Act. Yep. And you are starting to create content. What kind of content did you put out there? Especially that second year when you really kind of sure do what you were doing. So, I was kind of talking about this a little bit earlier how um you know, you need to you need to sort of bring people on board first before you sell to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can't just start by selling uh something like a tax software to someone who's never heard of your brand. You need to make them aware of your brand. You need them to trust your brand before they make big decisions like that. Yeah. So that's what we wanted to do. And that's why I knew we had a great blog. Um, we had a writer on our team that just pumped out blog content. So why couldn't we take all of that, use it as ads, run it sort of in the first part of the season to create audiences of people who are clicking on those ads who want to learn more about um, a child tax credit or you know, the way that they should structure their, uh, what is it, W-4, something like that? Sure. That's a thing. Uh, you know. Creative numbers. Uh, creative numbers, <laughs> again. Uh, you know, casino winnings, how are those taxed? There's, oh. an, audience, there's an audience for that, yeah, right? Yeah. There are people who are searching for that. Definitely. So if you can provide that and sort of, you know, work some magic with the targeting, you can get a lot of people to get to your website. Mm-hmm. Then we're creating audiences of people who are now aware of our brand, and we're kind of providing financial advice to them, I guess, 
And so then they trust us. Now we can run retargeting ads at them. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of like the content we went with is educational, um, something to sort of hook them. Yep. And then retarget with prop, you know, uh, more salesy messages. Yeah. Right. Cause I feel like if you are going to come in straight away with sales and like we said, you're competing with TurboTax who has much more namesake that if you come in, they're like, even though they see that it says tax act, they're probably like, Oh yeah, I need to get back on TurboTax this year and do that. It's just almost marketing for them because they already have the namesake that you need to bring them in somewhere else to get them that buy-in to then be able to sell to them. Absolutely. Yeah. We've talked about that on this show before that your first touch point with a customer should probably not be a sales pitch, right? Yeah. It probably should be offering them some sort of value, something that hopefully they need, and even better, they didn't realize that they need it, right? That brings them into your ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So then you can get that second touch point, that third touch point, that fourth touch point, right? And that's where you can start to get that sales message, that sales message out there to them, right? Here is what we have to offer you based off of our previous interaction. Yeah, it's building that relationship. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, that's great advice, you know, period. Like, you can't sell first. Back to kind of switching us way back to, like, the what is content question. Yeah. The first thing that popped in my head is, like, things to entertain and educate. Just those two words sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, of course it's things that everyone consumes, but... Those are the first two words that I thought of is education and entertainment. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of what we try and do at UFG, um, especially recently. We've been creating a lot of really fun videos that definitely have a comedic spin, but they are rooted in educating the customer base, the audience. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how can we teach you something, but also kind of make you laugh along the way? Speaking of which, so you were at Tax Act. Yep. And now you're at UFG. Yep. So what's the story there? Yeah, sure. So um had just completed my second tax season, the Tax Act, had what I would almost consider maybe the best year of my career, um, just because I could point to the numbers, the metrics. They were dramatically better than the year before. Either that or I did really bad that first year. Uh, <laughs> it's um, all relative. It's all yeah. relative, yeah. Um so that that was a thing. There was some leadership changes going on. We had a new VP of marketing, sort of got to meet with them. We just didn't see eye to eye on things. Um, I wanted to expand and do more of what I was doing. They weren't that supportive of that idea. So I was looking for a new gig. Thankfully, UFG had an opening uh, on their creative team as a a copywriter, a job I I had already held. This was a senior level of that position, so that's great. Uh, Quickly got connected there and started um, back in 2019. So I've been there for over two years now. It's been great. Did that connection that first connection come from LFS? Uh, it didn't It didn't come from LFS. It actually came from Improv. Oh, um, okay. I'm also involved in Improv. I was going to say, so we, we touched on that outside before we recorded this, but mm-hmm. yeah, as a creative person, you've done some Improv work. And, sure. Uh, and I mean, any, you know, can't re- recommend that enough. <laughs> yes, it's maybe anxiety uh, inducing and things like that, but boy, you're going to have a good time uh, trying, Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, improv is great, but I knew, uh, through the theater, through theater Cedar Rapids, uh, I knew Casey Prince, um, who's my manager at UFG. Gotcha. Great oh, person. of course. Of yep. course. So shout out theater Cedar Rapids. Absolutely. I was thinking the same. Uh, right. Uh, where we are now, we're recording in our studio on the fourth floor in the Dave Schmoltz Creative Suite here at theater Cedar Rapids, which has Cinderella going on right now. Um, but the next time I can't even tell you what the next show is. They have a bunch of things coming up, but I know kinky boots is about to start. Very mm-hmm. exciting. So shout out to theater Cedar Rapids. Whenever they come up on the show, we want to make sure that we say hi to them. So yes, Casey sure. Prince who works mm-hmm. over at UFG. Of course, that's the obvious connection. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, got started there. Uh, man, a funny time. Cause I was only in the office for about five or six months before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. So we, um, transitioned to working from home, doing all that, but, it's been a ride. It's been really fun. You know, I've worked, <clears throat> you know, if you think about insurance as well, let's say insurance, uh, the tax software space, healthcare, and fashion. So I've worked in some interesting industries. Yeah. Um, one could view those as maybe boring, uh, but I think that's that's kind of like the creative challenge of it all is anything can be made interesting. Mm-hmm. You just have yeah. to figure out how to do it. So that is what I would almost say is even my job now is, how can we inject a little bit of personality into our marketing content 
while still remaining on brand. Mm-hmm. Right? Is there things we can experiment with? Yeah. In trying or doing that maybe is a step off of uh, our exact tone or things like that. But let's see what the audience thinks of it, right? Let's test content. Mm-hmm. See if it yeah. works. Go from there. I think that's a really important thing for us to talk about because as you think about what you put out into the world as a business, as a project, as whatever you're doing, as an individual, frankly, the content that you put out into the world says something about you and it defines the perspective of your audience about you, right? So thinking about how you make you know, an ad for an insurance company interesting or engaging, I think is really worth focusing on. How do you, how do you do that without compromising the integrity of, of your business? Right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of things at play, uh, you need to think about the channel, right? Where is this being delivered? Is it something like a LinkedIn ad? Is it a uh, print ad in a theater publication? Yeah. Something like that, that, you know, more of a community sponsorship. Is it a message where we're trying to reach our agents? So it's a digital banner ad on a agency industry publication mm-hmm. or website. Um, so I think channel's important. Uh, you know, what's the message we want to convey? Obviously, that plays a little bit of a, a role in how or what the tone should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, there's so much at play there. It's just you know, understanding sort of where you can, where you can take it and how far to take it mm-hmm. is sort of the, the key to it, I guess. Yeah. And with UFG, with United Fire Group, they're really marketing towards businesses, correct? It's not, you know, something, other things, most of the other things you've done were much more marketed individually. Sure. Uh, does that really, I mean, I assume has to really change the tone of the way that you're marketing. Have you seen that? Do you try to make it? It sounds like you would want to have things feel a little more individual, even though they're going to a business, just with the way that it sounds like you like to create. Have you found that as a struggle or have you been able to really feel like you're able to bring life into uh, that kind of marketing? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, thinking back to Tax Act real quick, that's direct to consumer, right? Mm -hmm. It's DTC for sure. Um, UFG is not that. We are not like a, like an online uh, insurance carrier. We are, you know, we work with independent agents. So you would need to go to an agent, uh, your local agent, let's say, to then be able to get insurance through us. So we do sort of two, I mean, more than this, but two main audiences of ours. One would be our agents, right? We need to inform them of things like what we want to write, you know, for insurance purposes. Um, you know, just keep, keep, uh, what am I trying to say? Keep those relationships going, mm-hmm. sort of keep um, harvesting them and things like that. But then also business owners, right? And again, it's a more difficult path there because the business owner would need to go through an agent to get our insurance. Mm. But it's absolutely an audience of ours. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I guess my next question is... <laughs> <laughs> What are these videos I'm seeing on your Facebook page? <laughs> like what what's happening over there? So are we talking about the gas station videos? I think now's the time. Now's the I, time. Yeah, I think it's okay. the time. I am wearing a quick trip, quick star uh stocking cap right now. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I did sure. notice that like halfway through. I was like, wait a minute. Wait. And Brody, you haven't seen this yet. I haven't. I'm yeah. not not in the loop of these videos. We yet. need to become of this friends content. on social media. Yes, we do. Um so crazy story and it's you know, even hey, go ahead. Uh, are those all, just on your Facebook? Or are they anywhere else? Um, I've I've done one on Instagram as well. Okay, um, you tell your story. Sure. So, um, going back to like way the beginning of this podcast when we were talking about authenticity, I think that's such an important thing because I am a weird, unique individual, and like I like being who I am. You know, I like Prince. Um, I'm not a huge gas station food fan, but I do like gas station food every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone sort of has to. Um, in Iowa, yeah. In <laughs> Iowa, correct. Right. It is, uh, yeah. It's a staple. Right. It's on your birth certificate. You have to like gas station food. Um, anyway, so quick trip in Wisconsin, as it's called, mm-hmm. quick star here in Iowa. It's a great brand and they have an even better social media. So if we're going to give any shout outs on this podcast, we should mm-hmm. shout out the social media team at Quick Trip. 
They're wonderful. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Go follow them. But last, uh, basically at the beginning of this year, I think it was, they put a call out for brand ambassadors. Mm. So I applied for this thinking this is an awesome brand. It's a freaking gas station. They have the best cheeseful breadsticks in the world. So Do they? Hold on. So okay. Hold on. Here's another, okay. here's another thing with this that I think is the coolest part about this. This is how you know you have a good product or a good brand. Every time I start talking about Quickstar, other people tell me how good it is. It is good. It is actually my favorite gas station. Uh, Marty and I would drive out of our way to get smoothies there. Yeah. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, they have a brand ambassador openings. I was like, well, either I'm not at all who they're going to want or I'm going to be exactly who they want. So I put together a little um, application. I made a video in terms of like what I would do, which was basically me uh, having fun with a corn dog. Uh, it was it was very fun. It's on my Instagram actually. Anyway, um, so I applied. They said, "Hey, we want you to be an influencer for us." I said, "That sounds awesome." So I technically get paid. I got paid in a gift card to make uh, five videos for them. Okay. So by all means, I am a gas station influencer, quite which I think yeah. w- quite, quite literally, which is like so authentically who I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You um, want that written on your Titanic tombstone? <laughs> I do. Gas station You can influencer. see I'm building a portfolio here, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you have sure. a brand. I we have, respect that. This is my personal brand. <laughs> um, th- it's funny to me because obviously there are so many people who probably wouldn't ever want to be associated with this and like. I was thrilled yeah. when uh, I sort of got this. So I don't want to be associated with the people who don't want to be associated with Quickstar. There you go. There you go. Get them out of here. Nothing in common with them. <laughs> uh, hey, Alex, pull up that Bluetooth fader for me. Always leave a note. Anyway, I should probably go. I got to pick up some steaks. Got the in-laws coming over tomorrow. See, did you know that you can get a steak at Quickstar? They have, like, such a good deal on sirloins. Wow, really? Well, I also have to get my father-in-law's favorite beer. He loves IPAs. You can get IPAs at Quickstar too, and they're great. Huh, well, as, as much as I'd love to go to Quickstar, I also need to pick up my son a fresh corn dog. Isn't he deathly allergic to corn dogs? Fine, it's for me, okay? They actually have that too. Can you believe it? Sure, right, well, I bet they don't have, like, root beer flavored Milk. Uh oh. Spoiler, they do. Plus, it's actually good. Well, fine then. <laughs> well, see you next time. Shout out to our uh, friend of the show, Matt Jansen, as well. Absolutely. Um, that was great. one of your videos. For sure. Uh, it's it's really just you in your house. Yes. Right? Um, with a friend. Sure. Talking about this gas station. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but do they actually have. Ruby flavored milk. They do That's seasonally. Not true. Wait, Actually, they really? what? It's in the video. Oh, I thought it was just a joke. No, it's root beer flavored milk. What? This is a real thing, what? you guys. That's I such mean, a terrible idea. <laughs> don't knock you? it till you try it. You just okay. were talking about how you like to drink milk. Yeah. A regular white do milk. Do you not like root beer also? I do, but I like chocolate ice cream and pickles, but not together. Have you tried them together? <laughs> Have you tried them together? No. See, you're that's gross. You need to try I'm not a pregnant more. woman. Yet. Yeah, not with this attitude. <laughs> what is this madness? <gasps> All right. Well, I've learned something new. Um, that's the only thing milk. I learned today, yeah. Okay. So you just said yes to an adventure, and now you're making content. It's fun. Man, and with the you know last year and a half and everything, this was a perfect thing to do. I can hang yeah. out at home, you know, make these videos. Uh, it's super fun. Anytime I see people now, they're like, oh, your freaking gas station videos are so great. Because uh, <laughs> that's how everyone talks. And I, I like like being known as the person who's making the gas station video. It's just, it's so funny. Um, and you hey, are the quick star. I am the, I am the star of the, no, I'm just kidding. But hey, back to my sort of mantra from earlier, this is content that makes people smile. Yeah. Right? People are watching these. They laugh. They comment, stuff like that. People approach me about them um, in person. I mean, this is, it's fun. It's just fun, period. And this was kind of something that I've been wondering as we've talked through this and you do a lot of using a lot of creativity at work and how much does that 
you kind of deplete all the energy you have to be creative just when you're focusing so much on work? Do you get to do a lot of it personally? You know, you were doing improv, Mm -hmm. you were doing different things. Are you able to still, obviously you are, but be creative, but that's also still work. So do you get to be creative just for yourself also? Does it all kind of end up really getting funneled into work endeavors? Sure. That's a great question. You know, and I think um, a lot of... you know, a lot of the creativity that goes into this stuff, like I have a, I'm not a perfectionist. I I sometimes tell people like, I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm like right next to it. Sure. Yeah. So when I come up with these ideas, I mean, I want this to be really good. And like, I hold myself to like a high standard. Obviously I don't have professional video equipment as you can tell, but still like, I want to, I want to make this so people enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing is, you know, I don't, it's taken me a while to create all these videos, to be honest, because one, I want to make sure they're good. Two, I want to make sure this idea is like a good idea. Uh, and I've, I've had a couple ideas that I've ran with a little bit and then realized I just can't do this. You know, it's just, it's just not going to work. It's not going to turn out the way I want it to. But at the same time, man, sometimes with content, you got to just put it out there and see if it sticks. Yeah. So it is, it's difficult to sort of do this outside of work. I'd almost, I mean, maybe for anyone, but as like a creative minded person, you know, sort of being honestly paid for my ideas, I guess it's hard to continue that out of work hours Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, as with every single episode and every wonderful guest, I feel like we're just scratching the surface and we have so much more to talk about, uh, especially with content. Like I know you have so much more in your brain that I want to pull out. Um, but we do have to wrap it up for today. So I hope that you will come back on the show in the future and talk to us some more. Part two. That's right. I'm expecting you to bring corn dogs. I know I'll, you I'll have see what the I can do. Corn or dogs, some freaking root beer flavored milk. <laughs> it's like a root beer float. That's like a literal thing. Root beer with ice cream in it is very different than root beer flavored milk. That's what you think. I know. <laughs> you don't I know. know. Anything. It would be so good with ice cream. We'll send you a shopping list. Well, there we okay. go. We'll make it happen. Uh, but for now, it's time to wrap up this episode. Before we do, though, one last question for you. And sure. This is one that we're, we're starting to ask every guest, which is thinking, keeping content in mind our entire conversation, do you have any final piece of advice for anyone out there? Mm. Um, business owners, um, people with projects that are thinking about the content that they need to put out, any advice that they should be keeping in mind? Sure. I mean, uh, two things maybe. Okay. One is anything and everything can be content. I've kind of been on a kick of this lately. I gave a presentation last week. I've given multiple presentations within UFG lately about how people need to start posting on LinkedIn more and how anything can be content for their link for their personal LinkedIn page. Yeah. But I think that's a really big deal. It's all about the angle and the message, but you can make content out of, for example, this beer we had, we made content out of root beer flavored milk, right? A lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah. Um, so that's just my point is, you know, everyone likes to, a lot of people say like, oh, I'm not, I'm not creative enough to do this or something like that. Like anything can be content. You just have to start thinking about it that way. The other thing I would say, um, maybe like a piece of advice for small business owners is just make sure that you're repurposing what you have. So if you make one video, oh, let's get, let's just get so much out of that. Let's take some quotes from it. Mm-hmm. Let's take some still images and use them. Um, let's make a blog post out of the video uh, or just a, a, you know another page on your website, for example. Um, if you have a retail location, what can you even take from that video to sort of use in like a more physical setting? Uh, is there things like that? Um, could you make it into an ad? Could you make a snippet of it into a Facebook post or a digital ad? You know, there's just, there's so much you can do with that type of stuff. So look at what you have, look at where you're creating, see how you can repurpose what you have. I love it. I love it. Zach Sladetsky, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with us today. Um, It's been a great episode. Thank you so much for sharing your insight. You got it. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. And thank you, dear listener, for checking out another episode of Friends with Marketing Benefits. This is the show produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Like we said, on the fourth floor of Theater Cedar Rapids in the Dave Schmolt Creative Suite. Shout out TCR. Uh, if you like this show, it comes out every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So subscribe, leave a review. We would love to hear from you. It makes the show better. 
and uh, and also I I just I'm very vain. <laughs> I really like to collect all of the reviews. Oh, I was like, that is that just a side note? Just, 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 <laughs> no, we were so, I was like, that by the way, by the way, I have lots of veins. <laughs> That's what I said. What, Logan? You nailed it. Love it. Subscribe to LAS Plus. We'd love to see you there also. Absolutely. LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Just $10 a month. Just $10. You got it. You you got this. You can do it. I believe in you. You got it. Just eat 10 less corn dogs a month. How much is a corn dog? I'm pretty sure they're right just over a dollar. Sure. I, I spent a lot of, I spent a year. Maybe one ninety nine. Maybe. If you guys start monetizing it in amount of corn dogs, that sounds like a lot more. Ten dollars? Okay. Ten corn dogs? No. Not That's, giving that up. sounds like a lot. I'm not giving up ten corn dogs a month. If you gotta ask, you can't afford it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Wrap it out on that. Awesome. Thanks everybody. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.